Welcome back to Dirty Jersey. This episode, we break down ex-governor James McGreevy's resignation. And if he really resigned because of an extramarital affair and his coming out, or was it something more sinister that he used sexual preference to try and cover up and get the sympathy from the public? Look deeply into the mirror of one's soul and decide one's unique truth in the world. Not as we may want to see it, or hope to see it, but as it is. And so my truth is that I am a gay American, and I am blessed to live in the greatest nation, with the tradition of civil liberties, the greatest tradition of civil liberties in the world, and a country which provides so much to its people. Yet, because of the pain and suffering and anguish that I have caused to my beloved family, my parents, my wife, my friends. I would almost rather have this moment pass. For this is an intensely personal decision and not one typically for the public domain. The governor's top fundraisers were indicted on charges of bribery and extortion. While the governor was never charged, he admits he was secretly recorded as part of the federal corruption probe. From a political uh, level, the sharks are circling the water. They smell the blood. um, And, and, you know, that political dance uh, has already begun. His decision to resign on November 15th appears to be a preemptive strike. As early as Friday, New Jersey's former Homeland Security Director, Golan Chappelle, is expected to file a lawsuit accusing the governor of sexual misconduct. The sordid details likely to accompany the lawsuit have Republicans pushing McGreevy to resign Uh, now. Who is Gupal Chappelle? Well, he is a young gentleman that McGreevy met in Israel on a trip. And McGreevy decided that he was going to bring him over with no American uh, citizenship. He was an Israeli, Israeli citizen and made him the head of Homeland Security in New Jersey after giving him what some would call a fraudulent working visa and thought to have had some sort of, uh, you know, uncomfortable situation that prompted his mom to ask about his sexual orientation. Come to find out, that is the gentleman that he was having the extramarital affair with, or at least one of the gentlemen. And Kupal Sapel is who brought down the McGreevy administration and said that he was going to file a sexual harassment claim against McGreevy. McGreevy was actually the first governor to live in Drumthwacket, the governor's mansion, full-time with a child. So he said he had to turn and convert the garage into a facility for his 24-7 state trooper tax-funded security. And so he did that on the tax dollar. But he also had to provide uh, Gupal Sapel a place to live. So he provided him an apartment in Woodbridge. He also provided, even though Gupal had a very nice Mercedes and $110,000 a year salary, he would provide him state trooper escorts in their vehicle that would drive him around. And it is said that Supel was actually seen in Drumthwacket wearing loungewear and lounging around in sometimes a robe. 
Now, McGreevy also could not stay away from the luxury rides in the New Jersey State Police helicopter. He took 272 police, state police helicopter rides in his first 10 months in office at $1,200 a pop. Now, a few people did also come out after McGreevy's resignation and accused him of sexual encounters. One gentleman actually was an aide, paid aide to the campaign, and said that he had had threesomes with both Gina McGreevy and also Jim McGreevy prior to him becoming, becoming governor. There's a twist in the divorce of former New Jersey Governor Jim McGreevy and his wife. A divorce coming after McGreevy revealed he is gay. A former aide, 29-year-old Teddy Peterson, says he engaged in threesomes with the couple before McGreevy became governor. McGreevy confirms it happened and said it's time to move on. So let's move on from the sex piece that McGreevy has put into the public to kind of cover up the corruption piece. So his fundraisers got him in as much trouble as his bad hires and also, you know, his extramarital affair. So he at one point had Charles Kushner, a big time political campaign contributor, who basically helped fund McGreevy's political career. And he was the star of one of those extremely weird and bizarre things that could only happen in the state of New Jersey. Governor McGreevy's top political fundraiser was arrested today on obstruction of justice and related federal charges. New Jersey-based developer Charles Kushner is charged with hiring a prostitute to blackmail two witnesses in a federal investigation where he is a target. State House correspondent Jim Hooker has the story. Kushner, a major Democratic campaign contributor and political player who'd served briefly on the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey and was once nominated by Governor McGreevy to head the authority's board, sat in handcuffs before a U.S. magistrate in federal court in Newark. He's charged with attempting to intimidate witnesses in a separate probe by the U.S. Attorney's Office involving his real estate holdings and federal campaign contributions. Mr. Kushner engaged in a conspiracy with co-conspirators to hire prostitutes to entice witnesses who were cooperating with the federal investigation into engaging in sex acts with those prostitutes and to have those sex acts then videotaped. Now, yes, that was Chris Christie, then U.S. Attorney General. And what he failed to mention was that the victim of Mr. Kushner was his own brother-in-law and he actually sent the videotape to his own sister of the staged setup of his brother-in-law having sex with a prostitute. Now Kushner gave McGreevy's campaign a recorded $1.5 million which got him a cushy seat on the New Jersey New York Port Authority board and that is where his problems really started because it called attention to Kushner's dealings and the potentiality for the conflict of interest that many think was occurring and was because Kushner actually did go to jail. Uh, McGreevy somehow unscathed still uh, did not encounter any or endure any backlash from Chris Christie's investigation, but Kushner did go to jail and have to pay a hefty fine.
Another McGreevy fundraiser was Rahesh Chu, one-time political gopher. He got into the McGreevy circle the old-fashioned way by raising an estimated $1 million. In return, McGreevy got him a nice, cushy job. He created, he didn't just get him, he actually created an $85,000 a year post in the Secretary of State's office that Chu boasted made him Assistant Secretary of the State and the third most powerful guy in New Jersey government. Now remember, this was back when reporters actually decided they would do some sort of investigative reporting. So following two Bergen record reporters investigating Chu, he did resign and they started investigating a situation where business owners had been cited for code violations or were seeking zoning variances while McGreevy was mayor in Woodbridge. And one of those women said that Chu told her he could take care of her problem for just $3,000 contribution to McGreevy's campaign. Now, two months after Chu's resignation, the FBI handed documents to the Democratic State Committee pursuing a subpoena for documents between Chu and McGreevy. And needless to say, that was the end of Chu on the political spectrum in New Jersey. Now, in that subpoena, the FBI also saw information on another Democratic fundraiser, David Damiano. Governor McGreevy today mounted a spirited attack on U.S. Attorney Chris Christie for his handling of the indictment of a Democratic fundraiser and acquaintance of the governor. McGreevy, at a public event in Freehold, blasted Christie for impugning the governor's integrity in what he said was a politically motivated narrative of the charges against Middlesex County businessman David Damiano. State House correspondent Jim Hooker has the story. It was a visibly choked up McGreevy who launched into a defense today of the actions of his administration as well as himself in the wake of the corruption indictment unveiled by the U.S. attorney yesterday. The wording of the indictment, not the indictment per se, was overreaching and political in tone as opposed to focused. It was almost unlike any indictment I have ever read. The governor, who was not cited by name in the indictment, said he believes he is the state official number one referred to in it. The charges allege Middlesex County recycler David Damiano extorted campaign contributions and sought government favors involving a farmer seeking a better price for his publicly condemned Piscataway farm. Today, McGreevy told reporters he reviewed the indictment and an accompanying press release more carefully last night and was angered by what he read. I think an attempt is made to infer that some person of state government had any involvement in the allegations set forth. Now, Damiano refused to implicate McGreevy in any of the proceedings. Even though McGreevy was implicated on Halper's own recordings, he was the gentleman with the farm, and he actually was secretly recording this situation and giving that information to the FBI. There was actually a code word, Machiavelli, which was the known code to say that this government official actually knows what we're doing. Uh, now, McGreevy was caught on tape saying Machiavelli, but he later 
um, you know, said that was a coincidence that he just happened to say that a couple times. Now, after all of this resignation, FBI indictments, and McGreevy going unscathed, he stayed in New Jersey, moved to Rahway, and actually went to a mental health rehab facility to seek help. And in 2007, he went on to study at a seminary and became what is known as a leader or a ministry leader when he graduated. And while in that seminary, he started to become involved with what is now the re-entry program into prison. And he was mainly with females in the women's prison. He also signed book deals. And there was an HBO documentary. And the filmmaker, well, I just, just listen and see who that filmmaker was for McGreevy. What a journey it has been for Jim McGreevy since he stepped down as New Jersey's governor back in 2004, now with a prison ministry. That story is told in the new HBO documentary, A Fall to Grace. And we're joined now in our Sunday Spotlight by Jim McGreevy and the filmmaker Alexandra Pelosi. Thank you both for coming on. And Jim, turn back the clock. 10, 15 years. I imagine when you thought ahead to 2013, you thought a lot more about the White House than a women's prison. Sure. I think that was the driving impetus to think about politics and the inevitable, or what would, I would hope to be the inevitable next step. Now, after McGreevy graduated from seminary school, he was actually denied um, to become, his application to become a priest was rejected. So, Mayor Fulop gave him a job for $110,000 a year to work with the females he was working with for free in this reentry program. I'll have to do a whole episode on that prison reentry program that New Jersey has. Some of the board members are Chris Christie, Al Sharpton, McGreevy, different elected officials, and the said goal is to lower the re-entry of offenders into prison because it's statistically that, you know, people that come out of prison go back in. So they said their goal is to stop, you know, that re-entry statistic while in prison. At the ribbon cutting for McGreevy's reentry program, new subsector building that he was being paid $110,000 a year for by Fulop, uh, Nancy Pelosi was there. You know, Alexandria or Alexandra Pelosi was the filmmaker for McGreevy's movie. But at this ribbon cutting, it was actually uh, Chris Christie, Fulop, McGreevy, and Pelosi, and as among other, you know, political members within New Jersey. Oh, and Menendez, how could I forget? He was also attending this free entry program, which he also will get a whole episode. But I would like for you to hear what fast forward, you know, through these years, I think he worked for, uh, McGreevy worked for the reentry program at a salary of the $110,000 up until recently when he actually was voted off and fired by the board. 
Just to be clear, Fulop is actually the mayor of Jersey City, and that was the location where McGreevy's little subsector building of, you know, stop reentry into prison, that's where it was located. So a lot of this is in Jersey City. I've been around uh, this board for 18 years, and there's been politics as, as it will be, but I've never seen the tentacles of politics so deeply entrenched Former Governor Jim McGreevy is out of a job, his fate all but sealed even before entering this standing room only meeting of trustees of the nonprofit he's led since 2013. In a five to three vote with one abstention, the board quickly moved to terminate McGreevy, accused him of misappropriating funds. McGreevy denies all of it. I'm just asking for the truth and I would ask the board members indeed those new board members, many of which this is their first board meeting, to give me a single reason why I am being terminated. McGreevy says he's being removed because he fell out of favor with Jersey City Mayor Steve Fulop. Fulop appointed the former governor as executive director at the Jersey City Employment and Training Program, known as Martin's Place. But McGreevy insists things went sour after he fired a Fulop political operative and says Fulop began replacing board members with his political allies, including the chairman and J.C. Board of Education President Sudan Thomas. Thomas will take over as interim executive director because that's not a conflict of interest to have the jersey city school board president now on this separate uh, board of trustees but this is actually where the mcgreevy saga ends i'm sure he's still involved you know octop octopus tentacles involved in politics in new jersey obviously he is completely embedded in the you know underground of politics that all New Jersey elected officials seem to be. And also, accusations have been made by gentlemen, especially um, Sipal, that McGreevy actually was never gay. He just used it as a cover-up to all of the corruption, which, honestly, great spin seems to have worked, kept him at a paid salary from New Jersey tax dollars even after all of that, proven corruption in the people around him. So just to be clear, I'm not making accusations, but there have been accusations made that he actually isn't gay. Lights are glowing, sea breezes blowing, all along New Jersey shore. Music and dancing, love and romancing, all along New Jersey shore. Out on the boardwalk, we'll Without a care, daytime and nighttime, so happy to be there. I will remember June till September, all 